Hi, welcome to the Restore Body Balance podcast. My name is Colleen Burns, and I'm a licensed psychotherapist and founder of Restore Body Balance, where we combined psychology, biology, and neurology to enact life changes that stick. And I'm Nico Yutanis, co-producer of this podcast. Today's topic is superfoods. We will be exploring what makes a food super and how to elevate ordinary meals into this super status. We will also explore if regular intake of these superfoods can prolong our lives and even ward off disease. So Colleen, I hear a lot of stuff about the so-called term superfoods. Are some foods actually super? And if so, what makes a food quote unquote super? Well, Nico, no single food, not even a superfood, can offer all the nutrition, health benefits, and energy we need to nourish ourselves. The 2020 U.S. Dietary Guidelines recommend healthy eating patterns, combining healthy choices from across all food groups. Over the years, research has shown that these healthy dietary patterns can reduce the risk of high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, and certain cancers. And as we have also discussed in other podcasts, the Mediterranean diet, which is mostly plant-based, has demonstrated significant health benefits and reduction of chronic disease. Thus, an examination of their dietary intake is important. We've discovered there are, in fact, a few foods that can be singled out for special recognition. These superfoods, as you call them, offer some very important nutrients that can power pack your meals and snacks and further enhance a healthy eating pattern. So does a superfood list exist? I hear a great deal about goji berries, blueberries, pomegranate juice, and nuts. My frozen acai packets even call themselves superfood packets. That's a great question, Nico. As of now, there is no agreed scientific or legal definition of what a superfood might be. And as far as a formula, again, there is research, but no scientific combination of nutrients such as phytochemicals that must be present to be called a superfood. So to use the term superfood is really more subjective, but for our purposes, we can examine a list of nutrient dense or nutrient powerhouses that can add a lot of bang for your buck. Firstly would be fruits and vegetables because they don't generally cause disease or clog your arteries. They can be raw and even neutralize acids. They also contain a great deal of vitamins, minerals, fiber, water, and the phytochemicals. And by and large, they contain relatively few calories. They are helpful with weight loss and weight maintenance regimens, and in my opinion, should be the mainstay of our diets. But you are correct, Nico, to tap into my Institute for Integrative Health Coaching Certificate and Education, certain foods are best eaten for their personal potential for the nutrient-dense sources that they give you, from bioavailability to absorption. Can you say more about that and the term bioavailability? Sure. For example, spinach and the goji berries you mentioned earlier, their main showcase is iron. But iron derived from these sources is not as easily absorbed by the body as, let's say, red meat. And calcium from sesame seeds is not absorbed as readily as from dairy. 
For example, to obtain the same amount of calcium as there is in a glass of milk, you would need to have at least 25 tablespoons of sesame seeds. Wow, that's a lot more than I can see on my bagel. <laughs> that's right. However, sesame seeds do have nutritional value due to their nutritional content, such as natural oils, minerals, and that helps in supporting skin and hair health. They also contain vitamins and organic compounds, which include tryptophan, protein, folate, vitamin B6, thiamine, and fiber, which can improve digestion. They also have zinc, copper, manganese, and phosphorus, not to mention magnesium, iron, calcium, well, and so on. Berries, as you mentioned, are also high in fiber and are naturally sweet. Their rich colors mean that they have a high amount of antioxidants and disease-fighting nutrients, specifically strawberries, blackberries, cranberries, and blueberries. As far as the list goes, are there any common denominators between these superfoods? To tell you the truth, Nico, these foods that are defined as super are just simply healthy in general, and the consumption of them in a daily routine fits nicely when having a healthy, balanced diet. Are the so-called vitamin waters and juices better than eating the superfoods in their raw form? I find it hard to get down kale, but I love celery juice and cold pressed juice, but not everyone has the time or equipment. Right. These products have added vitamins and minerals, and definitely it sounds like a good idea, right? But my first reaction to that question is to look out for the sugar. Uh, just plain water doesn't contain any calories. So when looking at some of these drinks uh, and calling themselves nutrient dense, we also need to look at whether they have the benefits to outweigh the consequences. This is true, and sugar is also hidden sometimes and listed as sucrose and fructose. You're exactly right. And you may have learned back in your health class that, you know, if an item is listed and it's one of the one or first two ingredients on the label, then I say buyer beware if it's sugar. Also, we also look at the vitamins that it contains. Is this vitamin containing drink boasting a water soluble vitamin? And if so, looking at your individual diet, we need to make sure that you actually need that nutrient. Our bodies can do a great job at eliminating any excess that we do not need, but maybe a great many of us are also already getting minerals such as potassium, magnesium, zinc, and chromium. And then let's go back to that fat-soluble vitamin of A or even E. Fat is also needed to ensure efficient absorption by the body. So you cannot just drink a power pack vitamin celery press without, you know, a little fat. It can't be drank in isolation. Wow, I never thought of that. And yet some of these drinks look so enticing and natural, so to speak. Yes, they do. And, you know, I do love their colors and their packaging. But again, they're not going to hurt you. And they might actually be better than a donut or a Big Mac, right? So I say go ahead and, and get what you can. Your body will eliminate what you don't need. And you can always replenish what you do need, especially when stressed or you are a weekend warrior, either with exercise or a barbecue. So getting back to the list, there are some heavy hitters that we most commonly hear about. So just to name some would be fish, leafy greens, 
nuts like walnuts and pecans, olive oil, whole grains, yogurt, leafy greens, and the darker the better, cruciferous vegetables, legumes, tomatoes, artichokes and for some reason they do say jerusalem artichokes but i'll have to get back to you on why and spices like turmeric cinnamon and ground cloves and let's not forget one of our podcasts where we talked about teas any oxidant rich teas like green tea are very helpful and of course in moderation coffee dark chocolate and red wine And as we referenced in the past, some of these are also out for judgment, like grains, nightshades, and legumes, but all in moderation. I hear the Blue Zones project contains most of what you listed. Let's mark that for an upcoming podcast. Meanwhile, can you give some tips as an integrative health coach on how to incorporate these superfoods? Sure, Nico, and I love the idea of the Blue Zones project. So listeners, stay tuned. In short, Let's get back to berries. They're my sort of go-to, especially when in season, because they're less expensive and they haven't traveled as far. And when not in season, it's just as healthy to buy them frozen. Add them to yogurt, cereals, smoothies, or just eat for a snack. Fish can be a good source of protein and omega-3 fatty acids, which help prevent heart disease. You can buy this, again, fresh or frozen, or canned fish, The fish that are highest in omega-3 are, let's say, salmon, tuna steaks, mackerel, herring, trout, anchovies, and sardines. As far as your leafy greens, the darker the better, like I said. They're a great source of vitamin A, C, and also calcium. As well, they have several phytochemicals. And remember, phytochemicals are the chemicals made by the plants that have a positive effect on your health. They also add a lot of fiber to your diet. Here you can try, of course, our good old-fashioned spinach, but also things like Swiss chard, the various forms of kale, collard greens, and even mustard greens. You can throw them into salads, saute them, roast them in olive oil, and just even like I do, which is add the greens to soups and stews. Nuts would be another one that you mentioned. The big ones here are hazelnuts, walnuts, and pecans, and then almonds, of course. Nuts are a good source of plant protein. They also contain monosaturated fats, which may be a factor inducing heart disease. Here, you can put them on oatmeal or yogurt or just simply out of the can or, you know, container for a snack. But they are calorie dense, so we have to be mindful of how many we can have. There's also the different nut butters, which technically I think peanut is considered a legume. But, you know, there's also almond and cashew butters. I throw these nuts into my vegetables, especially a sautéed Brussels sprout with some nice avocado and either some pepitas and even some almonds with my green beans. So, you know, don't forget you can toss them on your salads for some extra crunch. Olive oil is also a great source of vitamin E, polyphenols, and monosaturated fatty acids. This is known to be helpful in the reduction of heart disease. Of course, we know you could replace butter and margarine, uh, especially you know if anybody like my mother, if you're listening, who still uses margarine, I can't believe it's not butter, which is margarine, mom, uh, in pasta or rice dishes. You can drizzle it over vegetables or a dressing or sauteing. 
Then we can move on to the last bit here, which is whole grains. Whole grains are a great source of both soluble and insoluble fiber. Whole grains also contain several B vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients. They have been shown to lower cholesterol and, in some studies, protect against heart disease and diabetes. Here, for whole grains, you could try whole grain oatmeal for breakfast or even look at quinoa, brown rice, instead of a baked potato. Now, when buying whole grain bread, again, going back to that list of ingredients, make sure the first one states 100% whole wheat flour. That's all really informative. Thank you for elaborating on that. And as we said in a previous podcast, food equals mood. So I'm sure eating a balanced diet like those aforementioned foods would actually help improve your mood. And going back to a previous podcast, you mentioned yogurt and cruciferous vegetables and aiding in our gut health. Can you say more about their status as a superfood? I sure can, Nico. And you're right. We did speak about yogurt and cruciferous vegetables on one of the podcasts. So let's go back to yogurt. It's a great source of calcium and protein and, of course, contains those live and active cultures that we call probiotics. And these are the good bacteria that can protect the body from the more harmful bacteria. So when you look for yogurt, we want to look for ones that are either natural or not fruited or flavored yogurts, specifically the Greek yogurts, and maybe you can add your own drizzle of honey. And you can also look to buy your own plain yogurt and then add your own fruit. Just make sure the yogurt that you buy has live and active cultures. You could also use yogurt in place of mayonnaise or sour cream and dips and sauces. As far as cruciferous vegetables, let's look at broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, collard greens, kale, mustard greens, radishes, turnips. These are all excellent sources of fiber, vitamins, and phytochemicals, which again, studies have shown may prevent against some types of cancer. We looked at these also for their prebiotic foods to help feed our probiotics. I know I'm a huge connoisseur of any kind of plant-based meal. So I look at slicing my cauliflower and roasting it with some olive oil and capers. You can also, of course, rice cauliflower and make stir-fried rice, you know, whip up an egg and put that in there with even some healthy poultry. You can also do stir-fries and throw them in any kind of soup and casserole and pasta. As far as legumes, this is a broad category, right? So we're looking at kidneys, black beans, red beans, garbanzo beans, and soybeans and peas. Legumes are an excellent source of fiber, folate, and it's a plant-based protein. Some studies also, again, look to how they can reduce the risk of heart disease. My favorite go-to is throw them on salads, throw them in soups or casseroles. And of course, when in season, like our cold day today, it's a great time to make chili or a bean-based spread like hummus. You can actually make white bean hummus as a substitute for the traditional chickpea hummus. Tomatoes are high in vitamin C and lycopene, which has been shown to reduce the risk of prostate cancer. Tomatoes could, of course, go in your usual salad and pasta. You can also put them in your soups and stews and the chili. 
Now, remember, lycopene becomes available to your body when they are prepared and heated in a healthy fat such as olive oil. It sounds like there are a lot of options to eat these healthy foods, and you gave us some great tips. I know I want to try the white bean hummus, and I suppose we should be adding these foods in when possible. Maybe check that the food that is eaten is organic and that there is no unnecessary spraying. I remember you mentioned the earth box where one can grow some food on your own porch or balcony. That's a great memory, Nico, and it's a perfect time of year in spring. I actually just ordered my replacement kit, which contains everything you need, and it's a great way to start fresh herbs to sprinkle over meals. And that could be another whole podcast of what fresh herbs can provide for the body. Not to mention a great, you know, not caloric form of flavor, uh, people actually like to add them to their smoothies or your fresh pressed juices that you love so much. I sure do. And you mentioned antioxidants a few times. Can you say more about them? Antioxidants help counter oxidative stress, which we've talked about before. And they also can boost your immune system and decrease your risk of infection. The best source of antioxidant vitamins and minerals is wholesome, colorful, varied diet that includes plenty of fresh and again, preferably organic fruits, vegetables, and nuts. The aforementioned list, originally published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, ranked these as the top food sources of antioxidants based on serving size. So add them to your grocery list. Can we go back to a few of these superfoods that I've seen pop up everywhere these days, from turmeric chocolates to vitamin drinks? I'm also referring to tart cherry juice, pomegranate juice, and turmeric. Personally, I've heard of friends drinking tart or sour cherry juice to help them sleep, and even some college students used it instead of Gatorade as a sports recovery drink. You're right, Nico, and we actually learned this at the Benson Henry Institute at Mass General Hospital here in Boston that cherry juice, specifically tart cherry juice, is a wonderful sleep aid. So forget the warm glass of milk. I'm a huge fan of tart cherry juice as a natural remedy for sleep. So if you're having trouble falling asleep, a glass of tart cherry juice may do the trick. The fruit is also a natural source of melatonin and tryptophan. And cherries, if you add them to your list of anti-inflammatory foods, have a huge factor that so many conditions can benefit from, from arthritis, diabetes, and heart disease. When compared to a placebo, drinking tart cherry juice was shown to add 84 minutes of sleep for people that had insomnia over the age of 50, according to a 2018 pilot study published in the American Journal of Therapeutics. Carcinogens are harmful substances in the air, water, and food that may damage the body's cells, triggering changes that, as we know, can lead to cancer. We also learn at the Benson Henry Institute that tart cherry juice offers anthocyanins, if I'm saying that properly, and other disease-fighting chemicals that may also be beneficial for halting the cell transformation that may lead to cancer. Research has shown in both endurance, cardio, and strength training that tart cherry juice can help you recover faster 
thanks in part to less muscle damage, inflammation, and soreness. And if you add some turmeric, like you mentioned, you might have the perfect replenished drink. And don't forget those electrolytes, of course. And what about those good day turmeric chocolates? I mentioned the melatonin ones I tried for easing jet lag during our Science of Sleep episode. Turmeric is an ancient superfood that is known for easing post-exercise inflammation and in boosting brain function. Personally, my best friend is Indian, Lisa Desai, and her mother puts turmeric in everything, and she's in her 90s and in great health. Not to mention my son, who is an elite athlete, but he's allergic to NSAIDs, which are things like Advil and ibuprofen. He can't take that when he has pain or inflammation from training. So believe me, those turmeric chocolates come in very handy when I can't sneak them into a smoothie. I'm also allergic to NSAIDs, and I didn't even think of using those turmeric chocolates in that way. But lastly, is the ultimate superfood, the pomegranate, all that it's cracked up to be? Well, pomegranates, those ruby red superfruits, um, yes, in my opinion, are all they are cracked up to be. Pomegranates are a ruby red superfruit, in my opinion. If you've ever cracked one open, it's filled with these very distinctive arrows. And quite frankly, what pomegranates are known for are those little things that burst open and they are nutritious and nutritious. Pomegranate health benefits have claimed to include cancer prevention, support a healthy heart, prevent arthritis and joint pain, lower blood pressure, and in some studies, even prevent bacterial infections. Other benefits include a good source of energy and it supports digestion. They're a little tart, but they're the perfect topping for chia pudding, acai bowls, thrown over salads, yogurts, oatmeals, desserts, and really the possibilities are endless, Nico. They sure are. And recently I experimented with making flaxseed pudding and I think pomegranate would have done really well there. And I have a friend that once made pomegranate juice and it tasted really good. But you're right, it's a little tart. Well, thank you, Colleen. Once again, you have educated us on whether or not superfoods are truly super. We learned you don't need specific foods for specific ailments, but some may aid or alleviate symptoms. And that a healthy diet incorporating a variety of these superfoods will help you maintain your weight, fight disease, and potentially live longer. We can benefit from these superfoods when consuming them in moderation and they're best when unprocessed and organic. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Restore Body Balance podcast. For more information on our programs, you can visit us on the web at www.restorebodybalance.com. We're also available on YouTube and every episode of the podcast posts every Tuesday. If you want to hear more from us, click the subscribe button and we will see you next week. Bye.